If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call Tip today on 1-800-938-007. Now it's time for our text notes. This week we're discussing uh, audiobooks, um, uh, an Amazon subscription service uh, offering a huge variety of auditory entertainment, all wrapped up in an affordable subscription package. And Niall Kitson of Tech Central joins me now. Niall, good morning to you. Morning. Uh, I suppose the big question is, you know, is this overtaking uh, us buying a, a humble book? Well, I mean, the thing with audiobooks is that, that there's definitely a place for them. I mean, I'm still a little bit of a snookist. I do like to have something in my mm. hands that I can read and flip the pages up. But for a lot of friends of mine, you know, they drive an awful lot. Mm. It's just not. Uh, it's just not practical. To have uh, to to have a regular book, so they have turned to audio books, uh, sort of on uh, mass in some in some uh, cases uh, where people have forsaken uh, regular books completely. There's actually nothing wrong with that. I mean, audio books have been with us since since the year dot really. Um, however, uh, the big player in the game that we're looking at today is Audible, mm. which has been with us since 1995. Actually, it's been around for quite Is a while. It? I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Um, again, it was just sort of a niche player. Maybe it didn't sort of, uh, maybe it grew up with the medium to a certain extent. However, in 2008, it was bought by Amazon for $300 million. And this just gives you an idea of sort of the scope and the scale at which Amazon was looking at audiobooks and going, you know what, we're doing really well with physical copies here. Imagine what we'd be able to do if we were to create our, our own ecosystem. And not entirely dissimilar to what uh, uh, Apple with iTunes and, and music. So Amazon went and they did something quite similar by bringing in Audible. And they have a subscription uh, model. They have an individual pricing model. So it's a bit, a bit of Netflix, a bit of, of you know, what, what you're having mm. off the shelf kind of a thing. Uh, however, if you're looking to buy an individual title off the shelf, it is very expensive. It is much more expensive than buying a, a physical copy in the bookshop. And there's a good reason for this. Um, however, if you decide to go the subscription route, you're looking at, you know, they say it's £7.99 a month or whatever that translates uh, mm. into at the moment. So, you know, it is very much... And what does that entitle model. you to if you pay your 7 or €8 uh, euro a month? So this is basically, it gets you into the free tier uh, pretty much. I and mean, you start off with sort of a month free mm. and then once you're in, well then, sort of the, the world is your oyster kind of a thing. And Amazon uh, and Audible have done a lot of very good stuff when it comes to their titles because you would go into sort of a, a regular audio bookstore or something like that mm. and you might even expect, you know, a, a reasonable actor or even, you know, uh, unfortunately an AI Mm -hmm. uh, reading a title. One thing Audible is really, really good at and showing its value at is getting really interesting readers for its titles. So if you were to buy a Harry Potter book through Audible, you're getting Stephen Fry wow. reading it. Wow. If you get the Thursday in Murder Club, you're going to get Leslie Manville, who's Princess Margaret in, in The Crown, mm -hmm. reading it. Um, if you get Spare, Prince Harry's um, autobiography, well, guess who's reading it? It's Prince Harry. So, you know, you get that sort Incredible. of... So, so you, you're getting best-selling books here for that subscription, that monthly subscription. You certainly are. And, you know, some of them, when you delve into the into sort of the classics, if you will, you do get sort of good Hollywood people still getting involved in this. I mean, uh, my favourite is probably, you know, if you like The Godfather, you've got Joe Mantegna reading it. I mean, 
what better man that's for the, that's for the for job, sure. you know? That's for sure. But I, I find this incredible. I didn't know much about this, to be honest with you, because I always saw audiobooks, as you said yourself, extremely expensive. I mean, 20, 21 euro for, uh, when I look to my Kindle purchases, the audio equivalent is 20, 22 euro almost. Absolutely. And, the, you know, the quality of reading, I, I'm sure it's fine, but it's not quite a, at the level that mm. you get with Audible. And that's very much the hook to bring you in. And they really diversified their content as well, because, yes, you've got the regular audiobooks, and that's fine. That's brilliant. That's what they're known for. But they're also doing an awful lot of what they call originals, which is sort of um, the, the they're, they're looking at audio plays. They're looking at their own podcasts. And they were quite reluctant mm. to use the word podcast at first. Um, but, you know, as time has gone on, people sort of left things behind, like, you know, audio documentaries or any any other sort of nomenclature and podcast is it. So, Can I, can I download, uh, and this is a huge problem for me, is downloading to Kindle. Can I download anything from Audible um, easily? Can I, is, is it easy to download and, and to what device? If you're using the Audible app for your smartphone, it's no problem at all. It's a very easy download. I think you can even stream some things as well, but it's a very easy download. And audiobooks generally are very, very small when it comes to file size. So sometimes you see a, a Kindle, for example, and it'll say, you know, we've got four gigs of storage. It's very small compared to your PC or, or your smartphone. Mm, mm. However, that's enough for hundreds, thousands of books. You're never going to use that up. So if you've got a smartphone with a reasonable degree of storage on it, you will never trouble it when it comes to downloading audiobooks either. Now, of course, you, you want to keep an eye on sort of what you're actually keeping. Pretty, pretty good, um, pretty good uh, policy anyway, um, because you know your your phone can get clogged up with audio. Mm. Um, but it's it's something that uh, you know the quality is there. That maybe you decide you know you're you're going to get rid of some of the things you've downloaded from iTunes, maybe. Um, so, uh, as always, a little bit of quality control. But, you know, I really like the, the quality of the readers they get in. It's got a massive sort of um, uh, catalogue at the moment. And they're branching off into things like uh, very funny things called sleep sounds, which is basically, you know, somebody reads a short story to you in a very, a very soft voice designed to sort of help you off to sleep at night. Yes. Uh, which is sort of very interesting. And then, then they've got their separate audio play section as well, which, you know, they will put a stamp on and say, you're not going to hear this anywhere else, which is part of the, I suppose, part of Netflix success as well. It's sort of, you're in the ecosystem, here's stuff you're not going to get anywhere else, but you may as well stick around. This is sort of what's designed to, to keep you in-house. Yes. So one interesting example is The Cube. Um, it's got Carly Gugino in it, who was familiar from Gerald's Game on Netflix and Haunting of Hill House. Um, he's also done quite a bit of voiceover work as well. He's in Watchmen. Um, uh, and sort of, you know, again, bringing in people that you know to make high quality content that will keep you in that ecosystem and make you a reliable customer, not just for, you know, one one purchase, but for years. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is doing some of uh, the Sherlock Holmes ones, and he's absolutely brilliant at it. I mean, really, really brilliant uh, to read it. So it's a real treat indeed. Um, what, what's this about the network uh, password changes now? <laughs> Yeah, now Netflix has, they've had, um, you know, a very kind of, I don't want to even call it an interesting problem, but it's a problem they've had for years and years and years. And this is something that they've turned a blind eye to for a long time. And this is the problem with password sharing. It's like, you know, I've got my Netflix account 
Um, maybe you want to try it. Maybe, you know, I want to give you a, a present of it, but, you know, don't really want to spend any money on it. Mm. You know, here's my password. Go watch it. You know, I'm not using the number of uh, number of devices that I have. Password sharing is everywhere when it comes to a, when it comes to streaming services. It's just something, mm. you know, a lot of do and it just means that you know if, if you want to try Disney Plus for a few months maybe there's a show that you want up there and you just want to watch it and you want to get rid of it you don't want a couple of months on it um, so you just you know there's natural churn with every kind of subscription service but this is sort of a way of uh, I guess keeping you within the ecosystem mm. but also you know not really contributing to it so Netflix for a long time has said Do you know what we're gonna we're gonna crack down on this we're going to be much more friendly to um uh, or content creators, this also means more money in for us, so we can start making um, either making more content or you know plugging some of the the holes in our finances that we're starting to see mm-hmm. occur because they're experiencing a bit of a, a COVID slump when it comes to our subscriber numbers at the moment with people going back to work. So this is part of the crackdown. You know, they're, they're now, okay, we want to keep. If you want to be a, a Netflix viewer, you've got to pay. No more of this password sharing stuff. All right, and, and and that allowance. I mean, like my family would share my Netflix account and my Spotify account. So it, it's not that kind of sharing, is it? Pretty much, yeah. Is it? Okay, like they, right. they want to do sort of one person, one password. You know, one credit card, one password. Oh, you know. Okay. So it it is quite um yeah it's something they certainly frown upon um and and that's kind of you know the idea is that okay you've got a will allow a certain number of devices in in your household but. That's in your household. It's not for sharing outside. You know, it's for the person in the bedroom and the person in the mm. front room, so they can watch something at the same time. Right. Uh, and of course, if you've got a bigger family but like you, that, you'd wonder how they'll be able to police that in some way. This is the thing, and one way of doing it is to look at IP addresses. Uh, now, this is a potential uh, way of doing it. Uh, an IP address is basically a phone number that identifies where you're dialing into the internet. Um, you know, uh, that's one way of doing it. I, I guess probably not very. Uh, Mm. Uh, ethical, I suppose. Yes, but time-consuming, you would imagine, and you'd wonder how how they'd go about it, you know? Absolutely. And this is something that, on one level, I I think it's kind of inevitable. On the other, there hasn't been that sort of time and cost-effective way to actually find a way to do it. So, And there's also the predictable uproar as well, where somebody's like, well, hang on, like, I mean, I use, you know, my password in this house, but I also use this house. That doesn't mean that it's, you know, uh, two separate accounts or that, you know, I'm sharing it necessarily illegally or something like that. It's still my credit card. I'm still, you know, I'm... Well, Niall, I have to tell you, it's always my credit card when it comes to these (laughs) these subscriptions. But there you are. Great to talk to you, Niall. Gormil Margot. Thank you. Bye-bye to you now, Niall. Kitson there of uh, that fantastic uh, site, um, the the, uh, techcentral.ie. Always great tips up there. That's it for me. Ali produced uh, and uh, Stephen is on the way with the Time Tunnel. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Look after yourselves, won't you? Bye-bye. Tip today with Fran Curry With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie